the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on, everybody? Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A fantastic show for you tonight. Two great craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour. Two segments. Actually, more on that in a moment. News and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little Judas Priest to kick it off. New Judas Priest, actually. And that is Lightning Strike. That is from the new album Firepower, which is coming out very soon. I think it's next month uh, that it drops. But uh, good stuff from Rob Halford and the boys. They will be back in the tri-state area come um, late to uh, late. Actually, is it late March? Yeah, kind of late March. I'll be over at the Prudential Center for that one. I know they're playing in the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, and where else? I think they're doing Barclay. I thought they were doing Barclay Center. I'm not sure. No, I think it's just Nassau and uh, um, uh, Prudential Center. But can't wait uh, to see the boys from Birmingham uh, rock it out at Prudential Center. Good stuff. Uh, great song uh, from the boys at Judas Priest. So our guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Mike Stoneberg. He's the brewmaster for Blue Point Brewing. He'll join me. Now, you you all know my love for Blue Point beers. Uh, I, th- it's one of the beers that really got the show started. Coronado was the one that really you know made sense to do a show. But Blue Point was one of the first craft beers that I really, really enjoyed a lot. Um, and where I felt like, wow, this is something we could do uh, a show on. Coronado really kicked the door open. But uh, they have a brand new brewery opening in Patchog this summer. We're going to talk about that along with some new brews uh, that will be coming out from them, one of which I'm going to review uh, I believe, during this show. Also, Jonathan Hack, he's one of the reps who works with uh, the High End Beer, which is a division of AB InBev. He'll also be in studio to discuss some of what the other craft breweries are doing that are under the AB InBev umbrella. The interviews will be coming up just about 10 minutes from now. Yes, I know we're a craft beer show. I know everybody, oh, AB InBev, oh my God, how can you be talking to these people? Look, folks, they are a part of the craft beer scene, whether you like it or not, whether you follow the definition of what the Brewers Association says is craft beer or not, AB InBev has acquired a number of craft breweries uh, over the last several years, Blue Point being one of them. And, uh, you know, I some of those beers I do like. Listen, who are you kidding yourself? You still go out and buy Goose Island. You still go out and get Bourbon County Stout when it comes out. I know I did. I know I ran over to my Whole Foods to, uh, here in Manhattan uh, to grab a couple of bottles before I went home one day. Because why? Because it's still good beer. Because the ingredients are still made. Uh, you know, the ingredients and the, the recipes are still by the same people who ran the brewery before AB InBev bought them. You don't want to support the, the, the corporate structure. That I totally understand. 
I love fresh local beer. Uh, my guy, the guys at Wet Ticket are doing a great job over in Rawway. Love going down there and picking up a couple of cans of beer or a growler or a crowler, however you want to do it. But yes, there are some beers that AB InBev makes that I'll drink. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie about that. Full disclosure on that. So we'll talk with both of them coming up in a couple of minutes. Very excited about Blue Point's new place uh, that's opening up. So we'll get into it uh, and all sorts of other stuff coming up in just about 10 minutes. Our friends from Weyerbacher, they got Wingman, which is coming soon. Uh, that's going to be available mid-January at the Tap Room up in uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. Throughout distribution in 12-ounce cans and on draft. This is uh, Wingman comes in 4.5% ABV, so you can really uh, go the distance on this one. It's a uh, an easy-drinking, flavor-forward pale ale uh, brewed with Calypso, Equinot, and uh, Denali hops uh, with uh, stone fruit and soft citrus uh, in that one. So uh, it'll be interesting to try that one as well. Now, they also have a Super Barrel weekend coming up. Saturday and Sunday, January 27th and 28th. On Saturday, it's two sessions from noon to 3 and then 5 to 8. And then on Sunday, it's one session from 1 to 4. So the uh, the, the beers that they're going to have there, all these barrel-aged beers, they're going to have Prophecy, Merry Monks Aged in Bourbon Barrels, 2018 Blasphemy, that's a brand-new batch. It's a quad aged in bourbon barrels. They will have 2015 Sunday Morning Stout, 2015 Insanity, Funky Monk's Julep with lime juice, mint leaves, and aged in barrels. 2018 Sunday Morning Stout variant. Sin Sexy, a brand new barrel-aged beer. I'm going to guess that there's cinnamon in that one. Fruit Barrel-Aged Beer. It's brand new. It's so new, they say, that they don't even have a name for it yet. And in addition, each session will include two beers unique to that session. Session one on Saturday from noon to three will have Dad's Hat Insanity and 2016 Insanity. Session two from uh, 5 to 8 p.m., uh, we'll have uh, Cinnamon Insanity and Sunday Mole Stout and Tequila Barrels. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, and then Session 3 on Sunday from 1 to 4, we'll have 365 Insanity, 2012 Insanity, and 2015 Blasphemy. All Super Barrel Weekend Beers Limited and available as long as supplies last. Um, each session limited to 300 attendees. Ticket price includes four 4-ounce four pours. All barrel-aged beers are available in 4-ounce and 12-ounce pours. No growler fills. And of course, you have to be 21 and older. They'll have food. Tr- they'll have a food truck there. Uh, they're gonna have music. Tickets are $25 per person in advance. $30 at the door. You can just go to wirebacher.com uh, to get your tickets for that. Breakside Brewery. Uh, this is a brewery outside of uh, or in Portland, Oregon. They have three uh, area pubs in Portland. 45 beers uh, that they have across the brewery's distribution area. And let's see. They're going to have. Uh, they sent the press release here. They said uh, they're changing up its rotational seasonal IPA lineup. They're focused uh, on hazy New England-inspired beers in 22-ounce bottles for the first time. Those beers uh, such as the Kids, These Haze, uh, Rainbows and Unicorns uh, has le- has uh, gotten into this lineup here. They have some wood-aged sour beers in 500-milliliter bottles, uh, as well as uh, their year-round lineup uh, will include Breakside IPA will return, popular Stay West IPA and Pilsner, will make their way into six-packs for the first time. And Passion Fruit Sour Ale, which is another Breakside staple, is making the jump to year-round status as well. Breakside is in 13 states, two provinces. I assume those two provinces are Canada. Uh, an expansion to the East Bay in California and Central Valley of California are going to be announced later this month. Good stuff for Breakside Brewery. I don't think I've had anything from Breakside Brewery. Might need to reach out to them and uh, get a sample of some of their beers as well. Now, uh, on Friday, January 19th, the brewery store at Union Market in Washington, D.C. is celebrating its grand opening, special in-store giveaways and experiences. 
uh, with special events around town leading up to the milestone of this California-based brewery. So if you're fans of the brewery and you live in Washington, D.C., get over to Union Market. They're going to be doing a very cool thing starting at 11 a.m. on Friday, January 19th. So the grand opening highlights, here it is. Friday, on the Friday, it's from, uh, let's see, the Union Market Brewery Store open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 to 8 p.m. So 11 a.m., Friday, January 19th. Uh, the first 100 shoppers uh, on January 19th, no purchase necessary, will gifted will be gifted a limited edition commemorative T-shirt and receive a three-bottle set of beer. The second 100 shoppers, no purchase necessary on January 19th, will be gifted two bottles of beer. On January 19th, attendees who sign up to become a Preservation Society member will receive a free bottle of beer. Um, if you are a lucky shopper on January 19th, you will win a 2018 Reserve Society membership raffle, no purchase necessary. A membership includes over a $370 value. It includes beer and merchandise plus access to purchase the brewery's most limited releases at a 15% discount online and in-store. Get to meet and greet with the brewery founder, Patrick Rue, one of just 16 individuals to earn the title of Master Chicher, uh, Cicerone. Uh, on-site sales of Black Tuesday 2017 uh, limit three bottles per person while supplies last. You'll also be able to join uh, a bunch of other stuff. So if you're over at the Union Market in Washington, D.C., and you're a fan of the brewery, January 19th, Friday, January 19th, starting at 11 a.m., very cool stuff coming from them. You get get some free beer, sign up for some different things. So uh, very cool uh, you want to check that out. Samuel Adams, their new Sam 76 sale is coming out. Um, this is already out on shelves. In fact, the folks from Sam are sending me some samples, so I'll get a chance to try them uh, this weekend. I'll have a, a review next week. Uh, it is a 4.7% ABV, Sam 76, easy-to-drink beer. Um, uh, it features the flavor and character of an ale with the clean, crisp finish of a lager. Uh, Jim Cook, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, was talking about this. This is one of those things you want to be able to have. This is the new trend now in beer and craft beer. You want to have crushable, drinkable beers. You can have a few without feeling uh, overloaded, even though wintertime for me is more of a stout-type night where you crack open a big bottle and you just, you know, you sip it slowly throughout the night. Sam 76, available nationwide in six-pack cans for a suggested retail price of between $8.99 and $9.99. 12-pack cans go for about 16 to 18 bucks. 16-ounce single-serve cans, a suggested retail price of around 2 to 250. Prices for each package, of course, vary uh, by market. And finally, the other big news of the week uh, just came down uh, middle of the week uh, this week. Dogfish Head has hired marketing veteran George Pastrina. Or Pastrana, excuse me, as the brewery's new president and COO. He will report directly to co-founder and CEO Sam Caligione. Um, most recently, he spent uh, Pastrana spent six years as the chief marketing officer and vice president of marketing and innovation for ACH Food Companies. Uh, includes a bunch of different uh, companies. The portfolio includes Mazzola, Fleischmann's Yeast, and Argo Brands, uh, among others. So they had been searching for about a year, uh, looking for someone to replace uh, it, as the uh, the president and chief operating officer in Pastrana uh, is now in now. So, of course, Dogfish, in extending its footprint, 38 states, Washington, D.C., just started uh, selling beer in the state of uh, Louisiana. So there you go. There's your news and notes. Now, when we come back after a short break, Mike Stoneberg, the brewmaster for Blue, uh, Blue Point Brewing, will join me. I don't know why I'm having trouble getting that name out. Uh, I apologize for that. Folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher says talk of a coup is no laughing matter. I want you to consider the seriousness of an attempt at a coup. 
This isn't funny. This isn't lighthearted. This shouldn't be just gossip. Watching people attempt to take down a presidency is starting to really get my attention. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. We are so thrilled with this product. Uh, he was he was literally lay, getting up, laying on the couch, and falling asleep. This he's so alert. It, it just it's amazing, totally amazing. This is a great product. His sodium levels have been low for I would say maybe close to twenty years. He's normal now, and this is the first time. And I I, I can't even thank you enough. The last thing I want to do is stop taking this. I definitely have lots more energy. Have the confidence that you're giving your body what it needs. Call now to receive 35% off your first Balance of Nature order. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, 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 my dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it. And neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Yeah, we're going back to Long Island here. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Don't Fear the Reaper from Blue Oyster Cult. Those of you who don't know, yes, the band originated in Long Island. There's a reason for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, and of course, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, you just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts right from there. Now, my guest on the cast, 
And the reason why we were playing a little bit of Long Island music there from Blue Oyster Cult, he's the brewmaster of a brewery that started way back in 1998 out in Long Island in Patchogue by Mark Burford and Pete Cotter. Their beer was such a huge hit that in 2014 the brewery was acquired by AB InBev. Now, before you people go nuts and say, oh, it's a craft beer show, can we do a big beer? We'll get to that. Don't worry. Relax. The name of the brewery is Blue Point Brewing, bluepointbrewing.com, the website for more information. Let me welcome in Mike Stoneberg to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Mike, welcome, and thanks for coming in studio. Hey, thanks for having us. You got it. Now, Mike, I'm guessing you got your start uh, as a home brewer, right? Yep. yep. When did you decide that this was something you wanted to pursue as a means of living? Um, so I was, I was in the military, okay. uh, in the Marine Corps, and I was about ready to, to get out into my time. Um, one of my friends was finishing up college and he's like, I'm going to go be a pro golfer. And I was like, well, you know, if you're going to be a pro golfer, you're not going to have all the fun. I'm going to go learn how to make beer, be a, you know, be a brewer. And, uh, so then I, I, you know, had to try to research where do you, how do you go about doing that? You know, like your high school guidance counselor doesn't tell you like, oh, you want to make beer? Like that's not (laughs) acceptable. Here's some barley hops. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, uh, just researched how to like an undergrad in biochemistry and then found UC Davis and went out there and, and studied out there and then uh, got my foot into the beer industry that way. And now, then, uh, yeah. Oh, well, now you were, uh, you were in the Marines, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Somewhere. Okay. So in the Marines, did you try to brew beer while you were uh, in no, the... No, no. We, we didn't make any... Uh, yeah, so that wasn't like mash barracks. with the. Yeah, we didn't make anything in the barracks. <laughs> All right. So, and then uh, from there, uh, where did you? You know, obviously you went, uh, you studied, and then what was your first? Uh, where was your first job? So my first job uh, was at the Anheuser Busch Brewery in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, um, and that's where I met um, uh, Dan Jansen, who is our director of operations, and, and actually brought me out to uh, uh, Blue Point, where he had been uh, director of operation brewmaster for a while. So like. Um, yeah, we met back in like 2005 at the St. Louis brewery and, um, brew it during the day. And then at night or on the weekends, we'd homebrew a little bit. And, um, yeah, so like so, our, our love, our, I mean, our homebrewing love kind of continued on and, and brews that we couldn't brew on the big brew house at, during the day, like we would brew like beers that interested us like on right. the weekends and, but that's, I mean, getting your education, obviously, at AB InBev is, you know, is huge to work on such a grand scale. And then to be able to go home and apply those things right. in a home brewing standpoint was, right. was pretty cool. You know, like really understanding, like, what, what are the keys that you look at, you know, in the brew house that, that determine, you know, quality, wort, consistent wort um, from batch to batch. And mm-hmm. then once uh, you get from there, how do you, you pitch accurately and how do you make sure that fermentations are controlling, you know, correctly? And how do you, how do you actually, like, make consistent beer and, and uh you know, clean beer and, and, and what you want to accomplish. So like AB, you know, really helped us like focus on what keys do you look at to make consistent beer? Um, how do you engineer problems out of your brewing process? Like uh, as you're, you know, you kind of go to the hardware store and start like pulling parts off the, the wall to like, I got to fabricate some way to, you know, louder the wort out of a, a, a cooler. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're making these, you know, homemade devices and, and then coming from a bigger side, you look at, oh, they engineer it this way. I can kind of do that and at a homebrew side, on a smaller side, and it really, you know, it equates. It's interesting that you say that about consistency because uh, I had spoken with Jim Cook uh, about a year and a half ago and then spoke with him just recently from Samuel Adams, and he said the biggest thing with his beer, like others, and he mentioned Budweiser in the same sentence, and he said, look, he said, Budweiser, from the moment you open the bottle, whether you open it in New York, you open it in Europe, you open it in Asia, it's the same beer consistently time and time again. That's what you're looking for as a brewer. No matter who you're 
uh, brewing beer for. You want consistency. You want that beer to taste exactly the same every time that you open it. So that's a, that's a great lesson. Consistency is the one thing. So those of you out there that are home brewing or trying to – consistency is the most important thing. If you get that recipe right the first time and you want to keep duplicating it, you've got to take those same steps in order to do it. You agree? Right. Sure. Yeah. Talking with Mike Stoneberg, the brewmaster of Blue Point Brewing, located in Patchogue on Long Island. Bluepointbrewing.com, the website for more information. Here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let's talk about the beers uh, from Blue Point. Toasted Lager, obviously, you brought a six-pack of Toasted Lager in the studio, which is fantastic, and it's cold, and it's... Uh, I'm putting it again... Yeah, I know it's winter out here, but, you know, <laughs> listen. Cold beer, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, we know that that's the staple of Blue Point. Uh, let's chat about some of the new offerings that you guys have. All right. This 1902 lager that uh, Jonathan uh, Hack, who's here uh, from AB InBev, he was uh, kind enough to come in studio as well. We're going to talk to him in our next segment. But um, let's talk about this 1902 lager. This was a collaboration between uh, Blue Point and Popular Mechanics. That's correct. Is that right? That's, That's correct. Right. So and now how did this all come about? Because for those who don't know, millennials don't know Popular Mechanics magazine. I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so how did this all come about? Well, I grew up on Popular Mechanics. Ever since I was a kid, I had a subscription every single year. It's been renewed every year. Uh, so when they came into the office talking about beer, talking about possibilities, it was a dream. Um, so we just, you know, we kind of decided on what they were feeling, what we thought was the best kind of collaboration we can go for. We said, let's make a beer. Why wouldn't we do that? That's great. Um, and it just so happened they were celebrating their 115th anniversary last year in print, which mm-hmm. is you know pretty, pretty impressive, of, right? In sure. The, in the print world, uh, they were originated in in Chicago in 1902, and uh, we thought, what better than to hark back to that time than have a pre-prohibition lager that would be using some of the ingredients from then, but then infusing that with new innovations that not only Blue Point is doing so well in their beers, but also the innovation and that maker mentality that uh, Popular Mechanics celebrates. So that's Jonathan Hack. He's a, a rep for uh, AB InBev. Now, uh, Mike, where did you come up with the ingredients for this to make this beer? So we knew um, we wanted to brew like a, a pre-prohibition, you know, with that anniversary date. We wanted to brew something that kind of harkened to the old, but then also brought in new brewing techniques, brew uh, new brewing ingredients type things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we went for some traditional ingredients. Um, we found some malts that were closer to what you might find um, – pre-prohibition, uh, lower modification type things, um, uh, two rows, some six row. Um, we had some corn in it just as a kind of like what would a, a, a lager or a pilsner have been uh, pre-prohibition. And then uh, we, we looked at what's kind of modern, what's current and modern. So we added some golden naked oats uh, to kind of like round out the body, lower some of the fan. It, it can affect the hoppiness or the way that the hop aroma is um, detected or, mm. or sensed. Because um, we knew we wanted to use some new hop products, um, uh, as well as some older style hop products. Um, along the hop product side, we we found uh, Craftmaster Hops. Uh, they have hop farm out on the east end of, of Long Island, and they grew some CTZ for us that we used um, as kind of like whole cone type hop mm-hmm. um, in the process. And then we found newer types of hops uh, that we added um, later in the kettle whirlpool that were you know hop. Um, lupulin powders and then in uh, bright beer we actually had some hop oils that were um like uh, specifically blended with different hop oils uh, ratios to like um give it a, a very uh, noble uh, hop aroma very cool very cool and i've had it i know jonathan you sent me 
uh, a couple of the beers. It is an excellent beer, so if you if you want to get it, check it out in the stores. It's a, a white can with a yellow label. Uh, oh, so, not to interrupt, but we're not in stores yet. Oh, so. no, really? Oh, all right. Well, when right in with popular demand, and, and maybe we can bring this thing to a store near you. I, li- I would I would like that because I think the fans would like that. It's a great beer. It's delicious. This nineteen oh two lager. So sorry, folks. I got a chance to try it. You don't get a chance to try it yet, but hopefully soon enough uh, we get to try it. We're talking with Mike Stoneberg, the brewmaster of Blue Point Brewing, and Jonathan Hack, who's a rep for uh, AB InBev's The High End, and we'll uh, talk more with Jonathan in our next segment. But uh, you guys are building a new facility not far from your current digs uh, in Patchogue. Um, I've explained to the listeners that the operation, uh, uh, a few weeks back I explained it, you're currently an indoor-outdoor operation right now, <laughs> yeah. which is not exactly great in the wintertime when you're having to ship kegs out and, and do different things. No. You're going to be very happy once the construction is complete and everything's indoors, right? Oh, for sure. You know, um, the guys that are racking kegs or filling kegs, you know, like usually it's either you're getting sunburnt in the summertime, you know, out in the kind of the, in the edge of the parking lot, and right. then in the wintertime you're getting half frostbitten. So, like, I know everyone's going to – they're, like, really stoked to be able to, like, actually have an indoor place to work. That's, right. You know, you're not fighting the elements. We, you know, we just got hit with a, a snowstorm last week. And, um, yeah, Obviously, that's, that's, that's going to be less of an impact. Um in a couple months, so that's we're, we're like really pumped right. about it. And the projected opening, I think, is June. Is that right? Uh, maybe... Yeah. So um, we do have um, a, a taste room uh, planned in the works for it. Right. A taste room like restaurant. So that's kind. I think like uh, on the calendar for around like end Juneish time frame, and uh, we should be making beer by the you know May May. So that's like, awesome. So like equipment's rolling in this week, and um, we're getting that set in place and. You know, we're not we're not putting the brakes on at all until like you know we're all inside and brewing good beer again. I love it. I love it. You're getting excited. I know that because yeah. I was out there and it's and it's funny if you pull up to the building, it, you'll miss it if you don't see the sign because the sign is small. But you, when you go in, you're kind of like, this is it. It's a very <laughs> very small small tasting room, uh, dog friendly. But then you see how the operation is in the back and it's right by the water and what and then you kind of go. Oh my God! They've been brewing beer here since 1998. Like, I mean, right. it's it's a it's a weird setup, but it works. But obviously, you'd like it all inside. I mean, that you know, right. especially in the elements. So it, it makes it makes it a lot easier. We're talking with Mike Stoneberg, Jonathan Hack. Uh, Mike is uh, the brewmaster over at Blue Point Brewing. Uh, Jonathan is with uh, the high end. Uh, as a rep for uh, AB InBev. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Jonathan. We'll talk more with Mike as well. Got a couple more questions for you guys. There's a lot of stuff to get into, not only with Blue Point, but also with AB InBev, and a special project that Mike worked on a couple of years ago to help out veterans with PTSD that I really want to mention uh, for those veterans out there. It's very important. It's something that we really should all be aware of. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News. Opinion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Clear, cold 19 degrees in the city. What's going on? We have the answer. President Trump is not sure Democrats want to make a deal on DACA. The president told reporters that Republicans want to make a deal. We are ready, willing, and able to make a deal, but they don't want to. They don't want security at the border. We have people pouring in. They don't want security at the border. They don't want to stop drugs. And they want to take money away from our military, which we cannot do. DACA is still a sticking point in ongoing budget negotiations. If a budget deal isn't reached by January 19th, it will trigger a government shutdown. Trump said he doesn't know if there will be a shutdown, but he added that there shouldn't be one because it would hurt the military. 
The Vikings are happy headed to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. Case Keenum connected with Stefan Diggs for a 61-yard touchdown as time expired to give the Vikings a 29-24 win over the Saints in Minneapolis. Keenum threw for 318 yards, the touchdown for Minnesota. The Vikings set up a date with the Eagles in the NFC Championship game a week from today at Lincoln Financial Field. Of course, the Super Bowl is February 4th. In sports, the Knicks lost to the Pelicans 123 to 118 and in the third period, it's the Penguins over the Rangers 3 to 2. Checking traffic, there's an accident on the West Side Highway North near 158th Street in the right lane. Hudson River Crossings looking good into and out of the city. Just a reminder, Monday, alternate side of the street, parking rolls suspended, meters in effect. Checking your forecast tonight, clear and cold. 15 to 20 in the city, 5 to 10 degrees in the suburbs. Monday, some morning sunshine, afternoon clouds. Monday's high only 30 degrees. Monday night, some flurries move in, the overnight low 25. Tuesday, occasional light snow 35. Wednesday, partly sunny, the high right around 32. Now you know what's going on. I'm Susie Cerrone on AM 970, The Answer. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970, com. All right, welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And we're sitting in studio right now, uh, Mike Stoneberg and Jonathan Hack. Mike is from Blue Point Brewing. Uh, Jonathan with AB InBev, a rep for AB InBev, and lots of more things to get into here, not only about Blue Point, but, of course, the scope of what AB InBev has done with uh, craft beers over the last several years. We're going to get into that with Jonathan in just a minute. But, Mike, you're involved, uh, I was reading somewhere, with a uh, a special brew that you put together for uh, veterans that um, that sales from this particular beer uh, benefited a charity called Project Nine Line, and uh, tell me a little bit about the beer and the charity that helps veterans. And this is with PTSD, right? Right. Well, uh, yeah, just vets trying to come back into um, you know regular day life after being in the military for four years. It's a little bit different pace and uh, kind of atmosphere, but um, we have um, three veterans that currently work at at Blue Point. And we were just sitting around one day. Um, I don't know if you're on Long Island. If you ever drive around, you see tons of military flags in people's yards, mm-hmm. uh, green lights on people's, uh, like, their, their porches showing that they have, they're they supporting the military. Um, so there's there's a ton of support, and it means a lot uh, to the people on Long Island. I think uh, Suffolk County is actually has some of the, the highest um, rate of people that actually join the military. Uh, of of a lot all the of counties in the in the country. Okay. So uh, the military is very important uh, to where we are located. Um, so we thought, well, what could we do uh, to help out, uh, you know, veterans in our community? Um, so we found a, a local charity, Project Nine Line, run by Patrick Donahue. Um, and what they do is like our brewery. If you've ever been out there, it's kind of a, a hippie brewery. We're, we yep. like we like arts, we like music, we like uh, a laid back atmosphere and. Um, what Patrick has set up with Project Nine Line, he's he's set up kind of like the arts to help get veterans as they come back, give them something to do, um, art, paint, sculpture. Uh, they do um, guitar lessons, drum lessons, anything that you want to do uh, to try to like express yourself, get get whatever's inside of you, like in your head, like just express it in some way so mm-hmm. it doesn't take a, a negative form. And so we brewed a beer called uh, Project Nine Line Lager. It's just a, a nice, easy-drinking lager. Uh, we brought it out uh, 4th of July. Our Memorial Day weekend was in draft. And then 4th of July, um, 
Uh, we had it in cans. Uh, so people could enjoy it around the fire and the can right. or the the barbecue, and uh, yeah, all proceeds were going to Project Nine Line. We've got a little bit uh, cans left uh, still from our last batch, um, and then uh, participated a little bit in there. Uh, they do a, a vet stock on Veterans Day. Um, they're going to have a vet stock coming up again, a hip hop vet stock um, coming up. So yeah, uh, really, what we wanted to do is just raise awareness about veterans and uh, that there is some there are people doing good things in the community that can uh, help out. And the proceeds from the sales of that beer, obviously, 100% go to of the Project proceeds Nine. went That's to Project awesome. Nine Line. Awesome. That is awesome. We need to be helping these vets that are returning uh, from war. Now, I'm, I'm guessing you joined right out of high school? Went to uh, no, I, I, went, I went to college for two years and figured out quickly that that college really wasn't what I was thinking about. <laughs> right. It was more like beer, so then I had to I went and grew, So you had to go to the Marines to come up, back to figure up, out. Yeah. And, and yeah. Beer. Okay. So we're talking with Mike Stoneberg. He's the brewmaster of Blue Point Brewing. We also have Jonathan Hack in the studio. He's with the high end. That's a division of AB InBev. Um, Jonathan, um, let, the first question for you, What are what's happening with some of the other breweries under the AB InBev umbrella that are they're going to be coming out with uh, different beers uh, as we go through 2018? Is there some new stuff coming out maybe from not only Blue Point but from Elysium and, and uh, Devil's Backbone? I know there's a whole bunch of different breweries within the AB InBev umbrella, umbrella with the high end. Yeah, there are. We have a lot of exciting stuff going on throughout our entire craft, Elysium out in Seattle. We've got uh, Golden Road in L.A. We've got Goose Island, Chicago, of course, spread across the country doing all kinds of exciting stuff. I don't know if I could necessarily single one out, honestly. All right. Um, so here's uh, here's a question for you. Uh, I was reading online uh, over at Forbes, uh, Tara Nuren, who does a great job writing for Forbes, mag- uh, for actually Forbes Online, uh, covering beer and business there. She had an interview um, with your boss, the chairman of AB InBev, who mentioned uh, in the course of the piece going forward, AB InBev wants to look at producing more organic beers or producing beers more organically. Um, how is the company going to achieve that? Is it more from you know reclaiming uh, wastewater and using it in, in, in beer? Or how, how is uh, the company going to do that? Uh, there's a company-wide forward? initiative to really cut down on our carbon footprint across the board, um, You know, looking at clean energy sources, uh, looking at water conservation and things like that. Um, it, it's a really big initiative this year for us, and we're going to try to push that out there. And spreading, and that's going to be spread across all the lines, obviously. As far as I know. Okay. Uh, talking with Jonathan Hack on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. He's a rep for the high end. That's a division of AB InBev. It specializes in all of the craft beers that AB InBev has acquired over the years, which includes Blue Point. And if you want to get more information on that, go into tapintoyourbeer.com. Now, guys, uh, this question is for the both of you. One of the biggest complaints from craft beer people that I hear all the time is that they no longer want to support folks like Goose Island, as you mentioned, Jonathan, Blue Point, Elysian. Uh, you know, we know Bourbon County Stout comes out every year, and everybody goes, I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it. And then I see pictures all over social media. <laughs> uh, you know, got my bottle here, got my bottle there. I am of full disclosure, yes, when, when Bourbon County Stout comes out, I go and get myself a bottle of two and I age it. Good I, I will buy it. Blue Point beer, I support Blue Point beer because I like the beer. That's why I will go and buy it. What do you guys hear uh, from the people out there, and what is your response to... You know, this whole, it's not craft, it is craft. What is craft? You know, what is your response to that? I, I guess um, I, can't, I can't affect really how people think, but I can, I can, what I can do is I can brew the best beer that I can beer, mm-hmm. brew. Um, I can find the most unique ingredients that I can find. Um, I can treat our employees the best that I can, you know, uh, give them working wages and um, a safe environment, paid time off, you know, like, uh, ability to 
take educational courses throughout the world, you know, visit breweries that we own around the world. And that, that's what I can offer, like mm-hmm. our employees and, and I can offer our beer drinkers, our people who do drink beer, um, the highest quality beer that I, I think I can make or I know that I can make. So, you know, it, it, I guess I, I can wait. Hopefully people come around and, and, and give a chance. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to. But, I'm not keep making good beer. Because let's be fair. The, the, the toasted lager that is sitting here in the studio with right. me right now is the same toasted lager that was produced seven years ago. Yeah, it's the same ingredients. Nothing right, has changed, right, correct? Right. Nothing changes. Yeah, right, I mean, right. I think, you know, you, everyone gets caught up in the definition of craft and what is craft. And it's clearly a defining term across the industry, right? right. But, you know, it's short for craftsmanship. It's short for doing something with fine detail, caring about the ingredients, making an incredible beer, Brewing consistency, you know, I think Mike touched on something good in mentioning education. Uh, that's that's my job. I'm the head of education at the high end, so it's it's getting that message out there. You know, it's it's informing consumers of of what they should expect from their beer. You know, knowing about off flavors, knowing about problems with brewing, know about problems with serving, whether they're in in a bar or you know wherever they're getting their beer. Right. Uh, it's recognizing those things. I mean, but but when you're in a bar, let's say, mm-hmm. and you're drinking, let's say you're drinking something from Devil's Backbone, or you're drinking something from Elysian, and somebody says, "Oh, that's I can't, that's corporate beer, I can't drink that." <laughs> what do, what do you tell that? Or maybe maybe you're introducing somebody to craft beer for the first time. What do you tell them? You know, well, <laughs> so the corporate beer comment, you know, that's a really tough one, and and people have quite a stance on that. I feel lucky to be able to be sitting in New York or the tri-state area. And be able to get an Elysian beer, right? You know, if if it weren't for quote unquote corporate beer, I wouldn't, and it wouldn't be put out there consistently. You know, I could go to the very northernmost part of Maine and have the best beer I ever had, but if I can never have it again, you know, what's the what's necessarily the value in that? It's great Fair to point. be on your beer journey, right? You know, it's fun to collect things along the way. I think we all do as as uh, admitted beer nerds, uh, but at the end of the day, I want to be able to have that experience again, right? You know, so. Th- that's that's my response to, you know, if, if someone pulls up and says, oh, you're drinking corporate beer. Well, you know what? It's great. I really love this beer. Give me another one. Maybe I'll love that, too. Well, it's interesting that you say that because you're saying, you know, the best beer that I had in Maine and now I can't have it. I had one of the best beers that I ever had out in San Diego uh, at the uh, Lost Abbey Tasting Room mm-hmm. over in Cardiff by the Sea. And dummy me should have got a bottle because they, bo- they had bottles for sale at another place. I didn't get it. I can't find it here. So now I have to hope that somebody out there can find it for me and ship it to me. So I get I get the problem with that uh, that a lot of people have. My my issue though with the uh, the beers being under the corporate umbrella, Blue Point is a perfect example for me. Where I live in New Jersey, and I'm only about a half hour from uh, from the city. I'm over in Clark. Um, I can get toasted lager on a regular basis. Uh, Optical Illusion is there, but some of the other uh, beers that have just come out, it's difficult for me to get them at not just at, not at, at brew pubs because I get it if they don't want to sell it there, but but at liquor stores themselves. And when you say, "Oh, do you have this one?" and they go, "No, you don't have it," and then I'm like, "All right, I want I want to get this beer, but they don't have it." I think I found one liquor store that consistently carried more than one Blue Point beer: the the, the Goza, which I thought was fantastic, right. uh, the the uh, the Hazy Bastard, which is by far what you guys put out is one of the best, the juiciest, dankest IPAs that I've had. So. That to me, how do you uh, accomplish getting those beers into more of these places to re- to branch out a little bit? Well, more? currently, um, so we we are building that new brewery in in Patchogue that's right. going to expand our capacity almost four hundred times. Like we, we go from you know a small little brewery, like you said, mm-hmm. um, to something that's going to be very substantial. We can make sixty, maybe a thousand a year um, out of there, and 
So that's going to help us get some of these brands that we're trying to grow that are new. Uh, Hazy Bastard, um, Prop Stopper IPA. It's a seaweed IPA. Yep. Love our, that one too. Our, our Beach Plum Goza. Um, that's a great it's, summer. It's a great uses beer. Long Island you, Long Island uh, beach plums that we, we get at a farm out on the on the east end. Um, so that's that's going to give us that opportunity to scale those beers up and and not just make them kind of the, the tri-state selective areas, but try to get them out you know a little bit further um, into the public and and make them more accessible and, and share like what what we've what we're growing how how we're growing as a beer company and having new uh, beers out there available. Yeah, I'm a summertime concert guy, and every time we go down to the PNC or if we make the venture out to Jones Beach or whatever, and we we got beers. Every time my friend says to me, he goes, you get, did you get the Hazy Bastard? I'm like, I can't find it anymore. He's like, you got to get, you got to get a couple more cans. I'm like, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. That to me is that like the quintessential and the Goza is the quintessential summertime beer for me. That's, it's perfect. It's perfect. So gentlemen, I, oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that not only did Mike bring in uh, a four, a six pack of toasted lager, but he brought in a beer that I'm not kidding you. It just says beer on it. We're going to take a picture of it and send it out. It was made yesterday. It, it, it's not for sale. Sorry. Once again, I'm to- tooting my own horn here because uh, this it's you can't get any fresher unless you made it today. Right? Right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is great. These, these beer labels are just something like when we do uh, new things in-house and we just want to uh, maybe share them with people and see what people think, um, we put a, a beer label on them and stamp the side and uh, – share them well we're going to share one of these off air because we can't do it on air but gentlemen <laughs> i want to thank you guys for coming in jonathan hack from uh ab InBevs from the high end and uh, Mar- uh mike stoneberg from blue point brewing gentlemen thanks for coming in uh in studio this has been great and uh, very educational uh as well for people who want to know the difference between what is craft beer and what is craft beer right That's it. excellent thanks so much you got it when we come back it's time for suds and duds that's where i'll tell you all about the various beers that i've had over the past week or a week and a half or so and i will tell you if it is a suds or if it's a dud. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher wants to bring you a different kind of show. There are plenty of hosts. There are plenty of writers. There are plenty of pundits. There are plenty of congressmen. There are plenty of people who criticize Donald Trump every minute of every hour of every day, and I don't do that on this show. I want you to come here and have a different experience. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The answer. Gambling can be fun for most people, but for others, it can quickly become a problem with devastating effects. A preoccupation with gambling may cause some people to risk more than just money. They may be gambling away their health, their relationships, their happiness, and their family's future. At 1-800-GAMBLER, we know that problem gambling has many faces. And we're here to help those in trouble by offering support, treatment, and hope. So please play responsibly today and all year round. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week by calling the confidential 1-800-GAMBLER hotline or find out more online at 800gambler.org. We've changed the lives of so many and we continue to be just a phone call or click away. So make the right call. 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 800gambler.org. This message sponsored by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. 
You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. AM 97, the answer. Segment of the Algatulo Prep Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is always you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show right from there. A little rush in finding my way, and as we find our way to the final segment of the program, and our Suds and Duds segment, uh, some great beers that we have to spotlight, as well as a little trip that I took down to Carton Brewing uh, last week because, of course, regular coffee was released. And unfortunately, I didn't get there in time to get cans of regular coffee. Can you believe that? But uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, a quick bit of news before we get out of here, and we're going to have lots more news next week on the program. But uh, a big shout-out to a New Jersey brewery, uh, Cape May Brewing, has been selected as the best beer of 2017, was also selected as second runner-up for Best Brewery by a major beer magazine. Apparently the top sale from Cape May Brewing's Barrel Age series named 2017's Best Beer by the magazine Beer Connoisseur. Uh, Ryan Krill in the quote says, This is truly an outstanding achievement. The top sale has been uniformly well-received by our fans with glowing reviews from those closest to our hearts. However, the rating of 98, the designation as a world-class beer, and being named Beer Connoisseur's Best Beer is an honor beyond compare. Cape May also named the second runner-up for Best Brewery. Uh, Beer Connoisseur said that Cape May Brewing has unquestionably demonstrated its place as one of the country's top brewers. Uh, The brewery also won a gold medal in the wood barrel-aged sour beer category at the U.S. Open Beer Championships in July of 2017. So congratulations uh, to Cape May Brewing on your achievement. That is awesome. I was down there a couple of years ago to check out the brewery. Unfortunately, because it's so far away in South Jersey, uh, it's a little difficult for me to get uh, to the brewery. Uh, But, um, you know, great job uh, by the guys at Cape May. If you had a chance to uh, check out that barrel-aged beer, uh, you know, great. If not, sorry, you're probably out of luck, although I'm sure in a beer share or something you could probably get it. So let's get into suds and duds. Then we'll get into my little trip uh, from Carton. So when I got back from uh, San Diego, uh, my fa- uh, one of my favorite places to go, Paragon Tap and Table, was doing a special New Year's Day tapping of a lot of rare beers. So uh, a lot of dark beers, stouts, things like that, high alcohol content. So I went over. Uh, place was empty when I walked in. Within 10 minutes, it was packed. I mean, that was what was cool about it. I'm like, New Year's Day, who's coming out around 5 o'clock? Well, sure enough, a lot of people showed up. So I started off uh, with a 20, I think it was a 2015 uh, Bourbon County brand stout, uh, by Goose Island. And why? Because 
quite frankly, I could. So that's why I decided to have that one. That is such a great uh, boozy type of beer and a nice way to start it off. Again, a taster, folks, not a full glass. Uh, When you're dealing with those high-alcohol beers, really, a couple of sips will do. I'm not going to be sitting there uh, drinking full glasses. I wouldn't have been able to. I probably would have fell off the chair. Uh, Then uh, continuing a little bit of a West Coast theme, as I was still feeling like I was in San Diego, I had the Speedway Stout uh, Mocha Cider Coffee uh, by Al Smith. Uh, cocoa, a hint of blueberry. I wasn't getting the sweet potato, though. It was fantastic. It was excellent. Apparently, they had used sweet potatoes in the mix. Didn't really get that, but definitely got that little taste of blueberry. Very, very slight, but the cocoa really shined through on that one. Uh, then I moved on to an older viscosity by Port Brewing, of course, the folks from the Lost Abbey. Uh, smooth, boozy, and bourbony. Delicious. And then finally finished off the flight with a shipwreck porter by Carton Brewing. Uh, rum flavor, very smooth. Nice job uh, for a porter. Uh, really good and a little bit stronger than you would be led to believe. And then I finished off the uh, uh, the day there with an Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break by Evil Twin uh, and by Westbrook Beers. It was a collaboration between the two. Lots of chocolate and coffee. Very, very small hint of peppers. Very smooth. Um, I would have preferred a little bit more heat. A lot of those beers, they talk about heat, and the heat is kind of mixed uh, in those things. So you have to really watch out. Sometimes they're really they're they're hot and not I shouldn't say hot, warm. Um warm forward, I guess. Uh and then you get it more on the back end as well, but more, you know, warm forward. This one you just kind of got a, the hint of the pepper, uh but not really too bad. So uh good stuff from uh, the folks from Evil Twin and Westbrook as well. As we continue on here on the final segment of the program, the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970 the answer. Um the folks from Coronado Brewing gave me uh, a six-pack to take home of North Island IPA. It was uh, that Melody Crisp. Thank you very much for that. was able to get it in the suitcase and get it checked in without uh, it exploding on the flight. There's a trick to that. Um, uh, bubble wrap, Ziploc bags, one or two cans at a time, and then you bubble wrap and then you put it in the Ziploc bag. This way, if it explodes, it explodes in the bag and your clothes don't get soaked. And the bubble wrap usually keeps the stuff intact. So just a little tip if you're bringing some stuff home. Uh, North Island IPA had them. It's now in cans. Juicy, dank, delicious. It's really one of my favorites from Coronado. Had the Hanukkah Hanukkah Pass the Beer by Schmaltz, which was sent to me a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago. Lots of malt in this one. Really smooth. It was a nice beer to start off the night that I had. Uh, liked that one uh, a lot. Had a Sweet Baby Java by Duclaw. Uh, let this one warm up. If you get Sweet Baby Java, definitely let it warm up. Great flavors of chocolate, peanut butter, and espresso beans, but you definitely want to you know, chill it, open it, pour it, let it sit for a couple of minutes, and start sipping it. But sip it slow because you really want to get about a quarter of the way into the glass. You kind of want to let that really warm up more to room temperature to really get those flavors out, and you really get the impact of the peanut butter and the espresso beans uh, as you let it warm up. Good folks at Left Hand Brewing uh, sent me a, a couple of different things. Had a can of Fade to Black Volume 1. A deep, dark, rich, really picked up the licorice flavor in this. Lots of bitter coffee flavor, too. And coffee wasn't subtle in this one. It was more of a kind of a bitter bite. And then when you mix that with the licorice, uh, really nice. If you like black licorice, you're going to like this beer. Very impressed. Definitely let that one warm up as well. Tried a Sam Adams uh, chocolate Bach. To me, this was interesting. Um... This one tasted like a Hershey's Special Dark Bittersweet Chocolate. If you've ever had a Special Dark Bittersweet Chocolate Bar, that's exactly what I got from Sam Adams Chocolate Bock. Uh, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, different. I was expecting I was expecting chocolate, but I wasn't expecting a bittersweet taste, and that really uh, made it for me. 
really enjoyed that one. So then I took a trip down to Carton Brewing uh, last Sunday because regular coffee was released on Saturday, and I wanted to see if anybody would go. It was freezing here in the Northeast, um, but nobody wanted to get out and, uh, and head down, and I really should have went down and gotten uh, a couple of cans. Unfortunately, by the time I got there on Sunday afternoon, all of the cans have been sold out. Now, they have not released any variants of regular coffee. It was just the regular coffee Imperial Cream Ale. I ended up getting a growler of it because they still had kegs left, so they were able to fill a 32-ounce growler. Um, and uh, the, no variants. But I've heard rumors that a couple of different variants of the beer is coming out. I also saw uh, over uh, at Carton that Augie's got uh, going on, uh, beer in scotch barrels. Interesting. be interesting to see what's going to come out of that one. Uh, they were downstairs when I was uh, purchasing some cans uh, to take home of some other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But anyway... Uh, had a chance to try their new Super Ego IPA uh, on tap and ended up getting a four-pack of cans of this. This was fantastic. Didn't taste like a triple at all. It was a little bit dank. It was delicious. I, I sucked that little taster down, but boy, let me tell you something. I cannot wait to crack open one of these cans. It's like a 13 or 14% IPA. It is definitely not a, a, a triple IPA. It doesn't taste like a triple. Let's put it that way. But we'll definitely knock you on your rear end. Then I had this year's version of the regular coffee as a taster. Uh, outstanding as usual. Love it. Fantastic. I'm so glad I got a growler to take home. Uh, my neighbors, uh, Greg and Rob, uh, they ended up, Greg ended up taking a growler home of uh, regular coffee. Uh, and I think he got a six pack. I think, yeah, he did get a four pack of uh, Super Ego. And so did Rob. He got a four pack of uh, the Super Ego uh, as well. And uh, believe me, we all love that IPA. That was fantastic. Had a decoy. Uh, as well there. Uh, this was a really balanced porter. Strong, let it warm up, sip it slow, uh, delicious, really, really good. And then finished off the uh, the afternoon, we went over to, back to Paragon Tap and Table and finished it off with Upon the Shattered Cliffs. This is a collab by Chigmeister and, uh, and Bolero Snort. Uh, really smooth, warm, hazelnutty, delicious. This is definitely another one of these sipping beers that you want to just kind of put in the glass, pour it, relax. And, uh, and kind of mellow out with it. It was delicious. So uh, that, is, uh, that is our Suds and Duds segment. Uh, a lot of great beers. We've got some other beers coming up. Uh, Sam Adams got their new uh, Spirit of 76 beer that's out. We're going to be trying that uh, this week, or actually this weekend I'll be trying that. We'll review it next week. Got a lot of other stuff as well. But, folks, unfortunately, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Mike Stoneberg, the brewmaster for Blue Point Brewing, Jonathan Hack, one of the reps who works with the high-end beer, uh, a division of uh, AB InBev. Thanks, guys, for coming in the studio. Very much appreciate it. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Actually, coming up in just about five or six hours since we're on tonight on a Sunday night. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.